This is the Circle City News with Madison. And Mark, and I would like to take a quick shout out to our sponsor, Law Office of Mark Nicholson. He fights against the travesty of justice and he has made this podcast possible today. Go ahead. Good morning, everyone. Today is Saturday, March 5th on Circle City News. And today we have on Mark and Nevaeh and myself, and we will be covering various amount of topics. Um, so first of all, it is Women's National Women's History Month. Um, this, this month began in 1987 when um, Congress declared March to be National Women's History Month to reflect on the courage women displayed in past generations and in the present and just to commemorate women as a whole. Awesome, awesome. So after this month, uh, I guess society as a whole is going to put women back into second-class citizens. So it's only honor in one month. Every month should be uh, Women's History Month. And every birthday should be a Mother's Day because if you wouldn't have birth, you know, if your mother didn't give birth. So that's how I look at all birthdays. Like, hey, this is Mother's Day because she gave birth to me on that day. But um, oh, I but, love that, Mark. Yeah, thank you. I love that. And, and too, like Women's History Month, too. There's just so many, you know, like it's like Valentine's Day. Oh, I appreciate and I love my partner and I show all this gratitude on Valentine's Day. Hell no, it's a month. Right. <laughs> show gratitude, not just in the month, show it every day. That's right. Amen. Now, I will, I will say that I love these reminders of holidays months i'm a foodie so i appreciate you know chocolate chip day um things like that you know um hamburger day the start of the barbecue season you know those kind of things is uh i, I just love them and i think this is always an opportunity like last month black history month was the opportunity to say you know what let's try to watch something learn something read something in regards to, like black history and then this is like an opportunity to say, oh, let's learn something, read something, you know, in regards to um, women's history or something about women making history now, you know, in the future, whether it's, you know, Kamala Harris being the first, you know, uh, vice president, or it's going back to the past of somebody like uh, Sojourner Truth or reading books by Bell Hooks, if you haven't read her, her, Sonia Sanchez, which is another one, Nikki Giovanni, some of my favorite authors of female authors, authors period, really, they, they're just, they were great writers, Alice Walker, uh, Maya Angelou, or my daughter's name, Maya, you know, all these great women writers, um, and, and we saw over the weekend, Batman, which had uh, Batwoman, Catwoman, excuse me, um, in this movie, and it got really good ratings uh i I, my view is a little bit mixed i don't want to do any kind of spoilers but i will say (laughs) that the acting is good and the um, the images the the the, just the the views the camera angles they were often breathtaking wonderful i just wasn't a fan of the plot or the villain so i've heard 
negative like I heard some negative feedback about the Batman movie actually last night when I was working at the restaurant and a coworker of mine told me they went and saw it and they're like eh. and I'm like well can you give me a little bit more than that and he's just like eh. okay. <laughs> well right. I'll have to see for myself so well three cool. hours is a lot you know yeah. for oh. a movie you know yeah it's a three hour movie and for me I actually have uh, a rule that uh, two hours is the max, but since it was Batman, I made I gave an exception. But I don't think you should be able to tell. I don't think you should be able to tell your story within an hour and a half, two hours max. And if you don't, uh, just like Joe said before, he cut out um, that that's two movies. So you should have just had this is the first part, and then tease me with the, with the second part. You know, coming out next year or something. Um, but three hours. You know, like I won't read a book if it's over um, 500 pages. So I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like if I'm going to sit through a film that's three hours, it better be a Lord of the Rings, like part of like a good Lord of the Rings series. Right. Okay. Yeah. It better be, you know, one of those films that it's like, okay, I'm sitting here all day. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It better keep you hooked because that is a long time out of someone's day even a long chunk so yeah i, I will let, let me just for people that are listening or watching i was joking i will read a book that is over 500 pages i read stephen <laughs> king's the stand and that was like a thousand pages i never read the harry potters but i do i have heard that harry potter books are like they're they're a lot of pages and stuff so i do encourage reading and but but if it, it has to be a good book to take me take me over technically over 50 pages like if you don't hook me in the first 50 pages i stop reading um and then if you get me at the 50 mark i'll read until you know until the end of the book but uh, usually 50 pages is where I'll, I'll have a cutoff if i'm not if i'm not into it i, I understand that i understand that <laughs> has to catch your attention span yeah you know, speaking of catching attention span um, there is something recently with uh, on a local news aspect here, kind of a good transition. Um, something about there's this article that came across uh, about TikTok intentionally grooming our children, um, according to the uh, attorney general here in Indiana. So, what are your guys' thoughts on that about a TikTok platform? You know, this platform of social media being, you know being discussed in a way of grooming children what are your thoughts on that well i'll let ali go since she's the child amongst us so, <laughs> uh. right yeah um so tiktok is really interesting i've had the app since the beginning that it came out um and i would never really describe amongst like other words that i could choose from that it's grooming children you know the app like it speaks within itself it has its own culture their kids dancing on it um you know it's a good source for information too um but for the creators for someone to say that the creators of tiktok um are grooming children that the intention of it is to be to be grooming children i don't really agree with that i mean then you, could you also say that Instagram is for that same purpose? Could you also say Twitter is? I mean, I I don't really think that that word is applicable there. What's, what you well, said you had it from the beginning. Possible. What's the beginning? What um, How old were you? 
Um, I had to be like 17, no, 18, 18 when it came out. Okay. So right. yeah. And I don't think I've ever witnessed any type of that behavior on it. So. Well, how would you know if you're getting groomed, you don't know you're being groomed. You might be groomed ah. already. Uh, you know what I mean? Good point. Good yeah. point. And, and the thing is like, he's a, I'm a lawyer. He's a lawyer. When you get in and you talk about grooming that, and people that work in, I think maybe family court type things they know that grooming is kind of like a loaded term um meaning that you're trying to groom this person into becoming like a victim of sexual molestation or something like that you know so so using that phrase i, I you know i think was inappropriate doesn't mean that there aren't people on there going back to the movie and the book right People say, oh, I don't watch movies are bad or I don't read books. It's like, I don't go on the internet because it's bad. No, people use books, movies, internet for good and evil. So obviously there are people on TikTok that have, you know, malicious intent. There are people that make movies that, you know, that have bad intent, books that have bad intent. So it's kind of up to the individual user. How are they going to put this out there on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook and then also the child or the parents of the child to kind of monitor what the child is doing on there. But I, I agree that I don't think that any of these platforms that we've mentioned, the creators of these platforms are intentionally trying to groom children to become victims, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And kind of like to bounce and bounce off of that too, Mark, that, you know, the essence, going back to what you were saying, the essence of grooming is a very loaded term, you know, and for somebody that's worked in, you know, family law and family court for years now, um, you know what grooming is when you see it, right? So with that said, with that said, you know, grooming can be very indirect, it can be very direct, and it can be subliminal, it can be, you know, very straightforward. But when it comes to, you know, a topic of saying that a creator, a creator of a platform like TikTok, whoever those people might be over, you know, what is it in China that apparently the, the app, I mean, the platform began in China. Um, I, I think we also need to consider, you know, the relationship with China and the pandemic and then the, you know, how this article is being written out and mm -hmm. how this AG is having his stance. Um, we already, as you know, in politics, have the stigma with with China as it is. Ever since you know, pres uh, former President Trump was in the office, you know, we've had these issues with China, and I feel like maybe that's kind of lingering in the you know thought process of the AG regarding this uh, statement mm. about TikTok. Yeah. But also knowing too that like with grooming, like you said, Mark, you know, that's a loaded term. So it's not like you know these creators of this platform are like, yeah. You know, let's go ahead and, you know, have this exposure to this content on this app. And, you know, we have all kids of all ages on this app. I might be wrong, but I don't think there is a age limit. I think if it is, it's 13 or 16 or 17 or something like that, that you'd have to be able to be on that platform. But the point of the matter being is that, you know, you kids are going to have access to social media, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, you name it. But I guess the more, like, you want to prevent things like grooming, you want to prevent your child from being, you know, uh, exposed to certain things that may be deemed inappropriate or, you know, not something you want them to be exposed to in general, because of your own choices as a parent, that's perfectly fine. But you need to be able to make sure that you're educating your kids on what to look out for, what to expect, 
for the good and the bad of being online and being on social media. There's bullies on social media. There's inappropriate people on social media. There's trends that aren't necessarily the best trends to be into, et cetera. But if your kid is well-rounded on what to look for, what's okay and what's not okay, you know, they're, they're how they're going to react to things that maybe are potentially grooming, mm-hmm. right? They're going to be aware of what that is and being, you know, smart on their use on that app. So I think at the end of the day, you know, it's not TikTok that's grooming these kids. It's, you know, parents not educating their kids on what to expect and what to look out for and how to be safe on the internet, you know, and that's a big thing. Internet's so relevant nowadays with our kids and everybody, you know, everything's electronic and digital. We have to kind of be a little bit more educated and well-rounded on how to be safe on the internet too, especially with our children. Right, right. And we talked about this off camera a little bit, but if anything, I mean, I've seen it firsthand with my use of TikTok, but if anything, TikTok censors certain words or it makes it a more safe, child-friendly platform to be on. So I don't really see any issues there. I think the big issue is that it's so popular, right? Oh, why is it so popular? Why is everybody wanting to get on this app? Why is everyone wanting to do these dances? and stuff all of a sudden let's find the let's find the real reason right it doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing you know a lot of people are going on tiktok a lot of people have used tiktok for like we're talking off off air spirituality and a lot of mental health awareness is on tiktok a lot of these things that are actually really beneficial um you know but at the same time like we said before they do have you know people that are on there that aren't or saying somewhat inappropriate things there are different you know uh, guidelines by the app itself that you have to follow or your account will be deleted or blocked just like you know you can't use certain words like sex drugs alcohol um you can't say those words or caption those words in a video so you have to kind of go in a roundabout way and if anything that's kind of you know a little bit more monitoring than other apps like instagram or facebook you yeah. know so i feel like the safety in the grand scheme of things might be a little bit more applicable with something like tiktok compared to other platforms you know mm-hmm. Now with TikTok is because I don't really use it. People send me like TikTok videos, but I don't have an account. Uh, What are you able to use it on um, the computer and laptops or is it just is it really just an app on your phone or do you do you know? Um, So I believe if you're sent like a link, if you're sent a direct TikTok and you're opening it up on your laptop or iPad or whatever, I think that you can you can definitely view it, but you can't make TikToks. It has to be like a mobile device that that's you're- That's okay. Yeah, that's what I thought, because I'd, I'd get the the links to, the, and I see them on the computer, but yeah, I didn't think I could, like you said, I create a, a, a TikTok thing. And, uh, and I've seen them on Facebook. I think people have maybe reshared something on Facebook, maybe. It seems like I remember seeing one of the, uh, t- someone has shared a TikTok link on uh, Facebook and I remember clicking on it and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. I think there was uh, just a, one more tidbit on this point too, is that um, I, I've i had accounts deleted because as we know, you know, Nevea, I am a model and I do art need work and things like that, right? And I had a Snapchat at one point that had so many people on it. And I posted a direct link to my OnlyFans as a caption and my account got deleted. Oh. So the censorship 
you know, to a certain degree on these, on these sites are there, but you have, you know, keep in mind, it's like those words, those trigger words come up and a post wrote a case to AB and that gets flagged back to their central office, wherever that's at. And then, you know, somebody is in charge of taking down that account. They have teams that are specifically for that for social media platforms across the world. So it's like, you know, if we have, obviously my account got deleted, right? Cause they didn't want me promoting sex work or any sort of sex work to any degree on that platform. So it's like, you know, there are precautions being in put in place for these youth that are on these different platforms because we can't escape the fact that people are gonna lie about their age and create a Facebook. I was 14 when I made a Facebook, you can't be 14. I was 13 or something, too young, so I made a fake birthday. You know, we've all done it. But, you know, yeah. maybe with this set, with TikTok becoming so popular and it already has all these different, you know, barriers for safety, maybe we can just kind of open up the conversation in the household with these kids and make sure that our kids are prepared for you know safe internet browsing rather than saying that the TikTok or a, a global thing is the real grooming reason behind A, B, C, D, and E. Uh, no, we can prevent a lot of things just in our house instead of trying to target these companies. Right. And that's not too Right. And talking about target brings me to our other topic, which is guns. And, you know, and I've seen the remarks like gun control is hitting your target. You know, uh, I've seen those little remarks on uh, trucks and cars, little bumper stickers for people that are for gun rights, which to me, I like to use the word gun safety instead of gun control because people think, oh, they're trying to control. They're trying to take our guns away. But in Indiana, which is really a pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment type of state, the, the lawmakers here, General Assembly, wants to make it to where you do not have to have a permit to have a handgun. And okay, let me ask something. Let me clarify, Marky Mark. So, because everyone here knows that I am CPL and concealed carry. Um, very passionate about that, um, but safety being applied, you know. If you're CPL, you have to pass a safety exam. You got to practice using your firearm and, you know, outdoors and gun safety. It's part of the process. And I encourage that 150%. But then there's concealed carry and open carry. So as far as a permit, you know, are we talking about a permit just to open carry? Are we talking about a permit to conceal carry? You know, what do we got going on here? Because that makes a huge difference. Yeah. So in Indiana, um, there's not a per se concealed versus open in, in indiana it's if you are carrying a handgun you have to have a license whether you have it concealed on your in a jacket or you have it you know on your hip right you can carry it in your vehicle as long as if you don't have a uh, if you're going to and from like uh, a gun shop because you just bought it or you're going to the range, you know, to, to go shoot, but it has to be in like a lockbox and unloaded and all this little technical qualifications that you need to make sure. Otherwise, if you get pulled over, it's carrying a hand going out of license is, is the charge. And the first is a misdemeanor. But, or if you got a felony conviction, obviously in Indiana, you're not supposed to have a gun. And then it's, you know, and then you're in huge trouble because you got caught with a handgun and the state can get you or the feds can get you now in indiana if, if you're having a rifle right you don't have to technically have 
to have a uh, license or permit to carry a license you know in your vehicle or or openly like like if you, you may call it in other states where you have like a concealed carry type thing the law that they're trying to uh well the law that's they're trying to pass or which the the house did now the senate it looks like they're going to pass it in indiana and the governor would have to sign off on it is removing the requirement for there to be any permit requirement and people can carry handguns concealed or open personally i love the idea of not having to have a permit because i think that police use this as a way to kind of target people who may live in communities that are very dangerous and have a gun for protection and maybe they don't think they can get a permit maybe they don't have the money for that there are all kind of reasons that they may not want to actually go and get it now i'm a big proponent as you said Nevea, of getting training like the better trained people are with weapons the less accidents the less innocent people that get killed because the people know what they're doing i do think that maybe should be a requirement i mean here's a driver's license drive a car you need some kind of training so i wish they would enforce more training but i do think that take away that requirement that there has to be a permit and let people get guns that are not mentally ill so or terrorists and stuff yeah no terrorists no right. terrorists with guns we're not big fans of that and, and i support what you're saying too mark because you know like i said i've been concealed carry for about five years now and i got initially i got my license in michigan and in michigan i could have open carried without the without the ccl you know but i wanted to be able to have a concealed carry because you know, depending on the situation, safety can be a thing. And if you have your gun on your hip, you're either inviting in danger or perhaps, you know, protecting yourself from it, concealed or unconcealed, you know? So with that said, those courses for, you know, a concealed carry, at least in other states like Michigan, require you to not only know about the legislation regarding, you know, uh, when to use your gun, um, how to use your gun, when's an appropriate time to use your gun. You know, one thing that I've, you know, learned in that class and throughout my time of being concealed uh, pistol licensed is that, you know, you can, when you use your weapon, you are going to be able, you're probably going to go to jail, right? Until you are proven out in your court case about, you know, why you use your gun, and especially if you, you know, killed somebody in self-protection, you're still going to go through the whole court process. So it's one of those things, like if you use your weapon, be knowledgeable that you're using your weapon and using it for the right reasons. And I feel like a lot of those um, hands-on skills for safety about, you know, how to load your weapon properly, um, shooting distance, accuracy, um, what kind of weapon are you using? What kind of bullets? Um, you know, what kind of, how, how do you draw in an emergency situation? Those things aren't things you learn when you just go to the store and buy a gun. You go to the store, you buy a gun, you sign the gun uh, sales record, and you take that gun with you and you do as you please. And now knowing in Indiana, you know, news to me that conceal or open carry are kind of the same, you know, they're wanting to make that kind of a same uh, stance where there's no need of a permit at all to do either or. 
um, personally, as somebody that does conceal carry, I would not feel comfortable with people conceal carrying that don't have any sort of training or expertise, because one, I don't even know that you have a gun on you, right? And worst case scenario, we're in a public situation and you feel like, you know, oh, maybe if someone's getting robbed, I need to use my gun. Right. You know what I mean? And then you're putting yourself in a situation and putting yourself and others in situations that could be avoided if you just kind of knew that safety protocol. Um, Indiana is a red state, so it makes sense that they're kind of trying to go about, you know, handling these things with gun gun safety or gun control. Um, and I support, you know, people having guns, especially, you know, talking about women, Women's History Month here, you know, uh, circumstances that have happened to me because I'm a woman are reasons why I carry guns. You know, so I'm super in support of that. But on the flip side of the coin, you know, we don't need mentally ill people. We don't need people that are incompetent or uneducated on how to use a firearm carrying these weapons around because that's anything that just adds more risk to those in the community. You know, an uneducated person on a firearm is almost just as toxic or deadly as somebody that, you know, uh, a terrorist with a gun, right? You know, so it's like, that education's key. So how do we kind of implement education and safety without having to go through all of these uh, permits and processes and things? Because you're right, Mark, there are people that live in lower income, you know, areas or places with high crime. Um, and, you know, getting a gun to protect yourself is a very common thing, you know, because I mean, what other ways are you going to protect yourself when you have, you know, uh, different types of crime happening in your community? You know, it's a very common thing. You know, I support that, but I also support the idea of making sure that safety is a well-rounded topic prior to someone holding that weapon in their own person. Yeah. Yes. What do you think, Allie? Well said. Yeah, I think so. Upon when I came across this article at first, I was I was a little bit skeptical because I didn't really I didn't really consider it on the end of law enforcement, and you gave that perspective. Mark and I, I understand it. I see like, I think that my issue here is just with the safety, you know, with like the education. Um, I don't really have an issue with the whole, you know, legislation, but I think that, you know, like that education needs to be given. So that's, it's just, I don't know. I don't want anything. Uh, I don't want this to be negatively affected, like, to reflect it upon Indiana. But I think that I think that with the proper resources and education, you know, it should it should work out for the best. Um, so moving on more into a national, international um, news wave, I have something about the war. So um, I mentioned before on the podcast, but I'm Russian and I also have family in Ukraine. So I kind of am hearing about this from multiple ends. And so just with like the increase and in how everything has even erupted in a week, um, I'm just hearing a lot on both ends. In Russia, I think it's important to know that um, there's a lot of propaganda happening in Russia. You know, um, there are even like, there are even internet suppliers that want to completely shut off the internet in Russia to make it fully isolated. And you can probably anticipate the same for Ukraine just for their safety. But yeah, a lot is a lot is happening. And with with my personal perspective on it, um, 
Russia and Ukraine, asking, asking them to kill each other is like asking brothers to kill each other, you know? Like they have been so close. The citizens have, of both have been very, very close. It's, you know, it's a very, it's a very tight knit um, atmosphere there. So it's, it's just, it's really difficult for both ends. And I would just like to say that, so. Well, I, I wish that uh, they would stop um, you know, it's, I, I felt this is a war of choice that it wasn't necessary. Um, I think um, Putin in, in a power grab to yes. try to take over parts of, or not parts of, but basically take over Ukraine. And he didn't need to do that. Like Ukraine wasn't threatening him. There wasn't a terrorist attack from Ukrainians in in the in the Russia. I mean, it was just this was just a, basically a buildup of I want this land, and I don't know if its end game is to try to restore the former Soviet Union, which I don't think he'd be able to really do that because some of those countries now are in NATO, mm -hmm. and I think that if if NATO country is attacked, I mean, under the NATO agreement, it attack on one is an attack on all. So I, I think that will, will be where he'll draw the line. Like he won't attack a NATO country because, I mean, now we're in World War III. Uh, uh, but his rhetoric, you know, about, you know, uh, making it like a country's never seen if they uh, support Ukraine and all that. I mean, it's just, it, it's reckless um, and it's sad. Uh, I mean, and United States, I know we're not ready to stomach another war because we just got out of a 20, 20 year plus war that really ended in nothing a stalemate or whatever yeah. you know yeah. it's like okay yeah. so what do we have for that you know are there any walmarts or mcdonald's built over there i mean just you know um but yeah this is this is one that concerns me even though it doesn't even involve me right so the the likelihood of united states really getting involved in ukraine and fighting for the ukrainians is really really small Although, you know, I'm sure we're sending them, some, you know, financial support and weapons and things like that. Afghanistan, Iraq, we really were involved, but I never felt like Afghanistan and Iraq would spill out of control to where it would be like the end of the world nuclear. With mm -hmm. Russia and me not having really any knowledge of Putin, except that he's former KGB, that he is kind of calculated to, to where he has this master plan i'm assuming that no one really kind of knows like what's the end game at least from what i've heard so is this end game hey i'm actually sick i have cancer i'm dying and i'm going to take the whole world with me or something i mean yeah. i don't really like right. i really don't know like what's going on inside the guy's head um yeah. which kind of makes it more scary and then also they have the nuclear you know weapons so it's right. just it to me it's it's on a scale it's on a scale that that is scarier even though we're not directly involved than i think afghanistan and iraq let me ask you this because you started to touch on it and now i'm curious i'll be honest with you i don't know too much about what's going on with the russia ukraine thing i've kind of been you know avoiding reading articles and stuff about it because like i said like you know last week on the air we were talking a little bit about this too Allie. 
And uh, there's a video that my boyfriend had showed me of, you know, these babies from a NICU unit in a bomb shelter. And it just broke my heart. It just broke my heart to think that these fam- these people are going through all this. And like you said, Mark, why are we doing this, though? Like, what is the true reason behind all of this chaos and this death and these pe- these families being uprooted and having to adjust and change their lives to the fullest extent, there better be a damn good reason, Putin, because right. why, why the hell are we doing this? What's the end game? Like you said, what's the end game? What are you trying to achieve here? You know, so that everyone knows that we're working towards something or that this was done with a sense of purpose. And as of right now, I feel like I'm really blind to what not only the purpose is, but what's the end game is as well. You know, how long are we thinking this is going to last? What are we trying to achieve? Are we trying to take over the land? Is Russia trying to take Ukraine as a country? Is this going to be kind of one of those, you know, domination type situations here? Are we just trying to send a strong point? Uh, did we not get a contract assigned or approved by Ukraine that Russia really was pushing their agenda on? Who knows? And if you guys know any more than about the why behind and the end goal, then please let me know. But as of right now, it's like given that there's no solution and there's no real reason why, to my knowledge, it's hard to be able to watch and read about it because it's just like this unnecessary course of action that's affecting the lives of hundreds and thousands of people, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, Mark, you mentioned that it's, um, it's a power move. It's literally for power play. Like that's exactly what... And that's correct. Like, that's what Putin's ultimate, that's what his intention is. And um, a little bit more on it, um, Russia, Russia and Ukraine, they border each other. So I think that this, um, Ukraine has a lot of resources that um, in the Soviet Union, that Russia, like, they could both, like, I mean, it was accessible for everyone. But now that like Russia is obviously separate, it's kind of like, it's a move on power. And um, you mentioned that it's not really, it's not really affecting us, but it is actually in a very small way, but um, I mean, debatable, but gas prices have already risen. And um, I don't know if you've seen that, but so Russia is actually the second largest oil producer in the world second to America. So yeah, it's, I mean, we can already see, we can already see small effects of this. Yes. Welcome back to what, the war on yeah. Afghanistan and when gas was like $6 a gallon, cause yeah. I'm not here for that. Right. And what I meant, uh, Allie, you know, to, to clarify is not that it's not affecting us, but mm. what I, what I was talking about is us, us, being directly involved in the fighting right like uh-huh. like yeah. in afghanistan and iraq i mean it was united states that was going in there fighting and dying for the afghanistans or the iraqis this is a war that i don't see the united states being directly involved in like boots on the ground fighting next to the ukrainians now i do think that we're, we are sending them like money and and supplies and things and um, and we are affected because you have people in the United States that are Russian, like yourself, or Ukrainian gas prices and things. And the stock market has been going crazy. So we're kind of, in a sense, indirectly affected, um, or you can even say directly affected. But in the fighting sense of it, I don't see the United States being directly involved in that uh, fighting. And we honestly, and unless we have like you know uh troops that are already kind of you know in ukraine or in russia or like you know people that are already actively you know on the forefront like you said boots on ground 
you know, like why, what is our role in that anyways? We can be supportive and send over those supplies and financial, you know, different situations in that regard. But, you know, we, with how the war in Iraq went and how long that lasted right. and how like, you know, these different premises behind, you know, the reason why the war in Iraq was a thing. A lot of it comes down to, you know, the weapons of mass destruction, right? But also, you know, the, it's a big, it's a money thing. It's a money thing, especially with the oil industry and, you know, mi Middle East. And now you're saying Russia, you know, it, it's, a, it's a money thing, too. So it's like, you know, I would prefer that we don't, you know, have feet on ground in this situation, that we support where we can. But like, you know, given our history of, you know, how it was in Iraq, well, I don't think we're ready for another, you know, 20 years or so of being in and out and losing all these troops over, you know, a power stance. You know, it's not cool. It's not it, as much as like, we, you know, we're caring as a country. We've historically helped out other countries in certain situations, you know, when they're at war or dealing with a catastrophe of sorts, you know, and that's something we can really give us credit for as a country. But on the same flip side of the coin, you know, don't dip your toes in things that don't have, you know, that aren't your problems. And I feel like the United States is kind of taking a good stance on that to a certain degree. We're helping, but we're not getting too immersed in it because, you know, if we get immersed then you're having another country involved in something that's at the end of the day, just a power move, you exactly. know, um, I send love out to those people out in, the, in Russia, both Russia and Ukraine. And I hope that this can get resolved here soon because it's not fair for anybody involved, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, that's, a, I think, a good way to end the show. Well, uh, actually, I wanted to end the show oh. on a really positive note here, Mark. I have one right. last little thing here. <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's end it on a positive note. So right. real quick, um, I have a business. It's called Simply Tarot with B. We've talked about it before on the air, um, facebook.com slash Simply Tarot with B. And every day we do a card draw, kind of our message of the day and see what kind of theme or something that, you know, spirit wants us to know moving into the rest of our day, right? So I post every day, but we're on the air. So I thought I'd maybe do this live on the air today. With awesome. Yeah. So I already went and shuffled the cards. I got my card prepped. So I already shuffled. But today our card of the day is going to be the Ten of Cups. The Ten of Cups is a card that kind of symbolizes harmony. Um, Ten of Cups is going to be one of those situations here that you finally got, you know, your people. You've reached fulfillment, right? Ten of Cups is the highest card in the Cups uh, sector of tarot here. This is the pinnacle of what you want to eventually get to right you got the family you got the rainbow you got the happy ever ending you know things are finally coming full circle with the ten of cups here for today so you know be grateful new love is coming into your life if it hasn't already this could symbolize long-term relationships love and commitment this could be you know finally reaching your pinnacle of happiness uh, but either or you know this card symbolizes that we're on the right path of having good people in our circle good support systems and reaching that peak of enlightenment so card of the day, 10 of cups, y'all. Card of the day, 10 okay. of cups. I like that. Make sure you include that in the uh, uh, the write-up of the show, Allie. Uh, card yeah. of the I day. I will send you the whole description, too, yeah. so you can throw that in there as well. That's awesome. Yes. awesome. Good. Yeah, what a positive message. Um, a quick shout-out to our, and a special thanks to our sponsor, the Law Office of Mark Nicholson. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to do this without that source, so thank you. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, take care, everybody. Bye-bye.